Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Charades is a game I can never play. I love charades. No, I really hate... I am so... I'm scared of charades. Like, if someone says, we're going to play charades, I'll leave the room (laughs) and pretend that I'm sick or didn't hear them or on an important phone call so i don't have to play hi i'm sick and i didn't hear you and i have an important phone call uh (laughs) otherwise i would play it with you it's it's not you it's me in every other way why do you not like charades because performance anxiety i hate being in front of people why did you suggest we start a podcast because we're not in front of people you're still like performing yeah but you edit it that's another thing i I can't correct myself if i look stupid live (laughs) like you can fix whatever i say except you don't and I just still sound stupid. And then I roll my eyes and remember my girlfriend, my mother, and my grandma all listen to this. And I'm oh, like, ah, You crap. brought this upon yourself. I know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. I drink for performance anxiety. Clearly. What do you drink about? Um, I drink because I'm starting a real job this month. This That's month. A, is that good or bad? It's good. It's just like very overwhelming. Wow. Um, I got the Nickelodeon Fellowship. Yay! We all knew you would, though. It's, it's like she texted me and said she got the job, and I was like, well, yeah. That's oh also. God. It was so sweet. I People were posting about it in the Facebook group, and I was like, you guys are so supportive and kind. Thank My you. My mother called me today just to ask about your job, and then we didn't. And then we really didn't talk after that. <laughs> she was like, okay, bye. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so sweet. So I'm super excited uh, to finally be getting, like, a paycheck and having a real job. But And a big kid's salary. Yeah, salary. It's my first salary job of my life. Must be nice. Yeah, well, we'll see. Must be nice. I'll, you know what? Some, one of us has to be an adult. One of us. It's about time. It just, it makes more sense for you to have the salary because you have the big house and on Friends... Like, Monica and Chandler mm. say, like, they're going to have a Joey room. Right. Like, obviously, there will be, like, an M room. Oh, right. It's under this pillow fort that we're still in. <laughs> Welcome to the plunder fort. Speaking of which, because you're in a new house, um, this is the key that Gio gave me to the last place. Oh! And I'm, I'm declining it now. <laughs> slash requesting a new one. <laughs> you're not declining I'm here it. to transaction. You're replacing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so sad. It says Gio on it. With a little heart. Okay, I'll replace it with a new key. Okay. You take your time with that. I expect it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, what are you drinking? Um, well, you know. Nothing. <laughs> uh, nothing. Your own saliva. <laughs> I didn't... I can't drink a milkshake, but I had some milk before. Uh, okay. 
I mean, you watched me drink it. It was kind of gross. Christina is a thing where, like, if you drink milk out of a cup, it's weird. It's but gross. I grew up. That was my. That's my favorite drink. It's always been my favorite drink. <laughs> Apparently, Blaze does it too, and it always freaks her out. It's so gross. I don't understand why. It's like a nor- Like Just... in commercials, there's like a kids drinking a cup of milk with cereal. Ugh. Well. Why would you drink milk with cereal? You know what's weird? Okay. Because your cereal already has milk in it. You know what? I am wrong because in commercials, a kid's always drinking cereal with a glass of milk and a glass of orange juice, which one, don't mix. Two, why does a small child need two whole cups of something? They don't. And three, maybe it was just extra milk for his cereal later. I'm just realizing that now. Oh. Is that a thing? I don't know, but I saw it and just assumed he drank it, so that's what I did. So maybe I've just been doing it wrong this whole time. I don't know. I just... I'm... But what about the milk mustache ads that I got know. milk? That's what I'm saying. It's all an advertising trap. Whatever. A dairy trap. The dairy farmers are pulling your leg. Also, <laughs> why don't you just put it like in coffee or something? Well, that requires more work. Uh, We're uh, Americans. We're lazy. Uh, okay. Well... Some of us just drink it right out of the jug. Which I don't do because milk gets like those crusties on the rim. Ooh. Oh, yeah, because it gets all moldy on this rim. Is that what it is? I always told myself it was mold, but I also told myself I was being like really like anal about it. I don't know. It's gross. Either I way. always thought it was gross too. I, when I see people drink milk out of the jug, I'm like, oh, but the the crunchy part. And then your spit gets all over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah, but like if someone else's spit gets all over it. I'm an only child and don't share. So oh, we'll see. It doesn't yeah. even cross my mind. Must be nice. So this episode. <laughs> Is dedicated, before I forget again, to one of our $25 patrons. Named. Linda Barnes. Okay, Linda Barnes. What's okay, up? Linda. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you. And also, you have the same name as M's mom. Yeah, you said Linda, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Linda. I didn't know it was not going to be my mom. We do love Lindas around here, though. So, um, the $25 patrons also get to pick the topics for our upcoming video episodes, which we're going to start um, filming soon for Patreon members. Yeah. Um, and we're making the first one soon. A lot of new content coming at you soon. And before we get started, I also want to say our first face or I'm sorry, our second Facebook live for Patreon patrons is tomorrow. Nope. Today at okay. 3 p.m. <laughs> what day is it? I don't know. I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> Where are we? Who what knows? is earth? What is life? What is happening? 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Talk to us. Sorry. I'm like the the bed sheet. It's in my face. I was just <laughs> trying to figure out my eyesight. So on Instagram, someone sent me a message. Uh, her name on her handle is Make. I don't know, like M A K E, M A Y K E. Oh, Makey. Maybe it's May, and then her last name or middle name is K E or some shit like that. Maybe. Anyway, she sent me a picture. Uh, it was like a Tumblr post kind of thing, so uh-huh. I'm just gonna read it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It says, my favorite bit of black dog folklore is that in some folklore, there is a belief that the first person buried in a cemetery stays there and doesn't cross over, but just helps other spirits <gasps> move on and protects them from evil spirits. Now, naturally, people want to avoid this fate for their loved one and themselves. So they would sometimes bury a dog first on the property and it would return in the shape of a big black dog and protect the newly dead from evil spirits and occasionally the living as well. And then someone replied and said, this kind of spirit is called a church grim. And then someone else replied and said, you mean it's a good doggy, <laughs> a good boy. Oh, a pupper. That just gave me chills, though. That's really interesting. But also, 
Well, I guess, yeah. I guess you have to be lucky and just find a dead dog. Imagine the shitty person who's going to kill a dog just to bury it somewhere before anyone else gets buried there. Yeah, but back in the day, like, dogs weren't treated as pets like they are today. They oh, were more true. treated just like... Anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I really like that, because the black dog thing just freaks me the fuck out. You want to hear a story? Yeah. I don't want to do this one. Get another one. <laughs> You're just going to be like, I don't want to do this podcast. No, I had multiple stories prepared today, so now I'm deciding on the spot. Oh, look at you being, like, the opposite of elementary school M. Yeah, it's a new day, new me. <laughs> new year, new me, who new does? New month, new me. Happy October, everyone. People like that quote you said about um, the priests. What? what? <laughs> It was like, thanks, priests. It was like, new year, new me. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. That's what I need to priest. Weirdly, if it weren't for this podcast, I would have never said anything about priests. And I would have been like, what are you talking about? But now that you say, oh, your quote about the priests? Now, because we have this podcast, I'm like, which quote? Like, <laughs> I say a lot of things. Would you ever have imagined that when we first became friends, that someday I would say to you, people really liked what you had to say about priests? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> in a serious <laughs> Nobody way. on earth would have ever... Okay, it's crazy. Also, I thought of um, there was another one of those sappy Tumblr posts where it was like, imagine like what your life was like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And this is the last month I can say this. But a year ago, I wasn't even friends with you. (gasps) Oh, my God. Think of how much has changed. That is crazy. I know. At the end of this month, we have our friend anniversary. Oh, my God. And we would never be, we weren't under, who would have thought we'd be under a plunder fort in a new house with Geo? I know. Talking about Who ghosts. would have known that we would be hanging out? Oh yeah, that's I true. I mean, that alone. Anyway. The, the only constant was the box wine and that's still here, but. Thanks everyone for listening to the ride that is our friendship. It is quite a ride. Hold on. Sorry. That's the soundtrack of our love. <laughs> <laughs> so sultry. Okay, I'm just going to pour the rest of it in. Who am I kidding? I know. I know. You're just going to interrupt me later. You might as well do it all at once. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm now fully prepared to gasp. All right. You know what? I was reading our reviews recently, and someone was a real asshole saying they didn't like your gasps. Oh, I saw that. And, and I, I was like, almost know, cried. And I was like, you know what? Just don't listen to us. Who am I kidding? I did cry. But did you? <laughs> I'm over it. Someone said they didn't like my laugh, and I was like, well, oh, don't fucking listen to see, it. See, I didn't tell you that, because I was like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, it didn't hurt my feelings. I laughed. Someone said, so I was like, someone okay. said M's laugh is the most annoying thing on earth or some shit like it that. It was like, that's what I sound like when I fake laugh. I was like, congratulations. <laughs> like, what? I was like, okay, well, tell it to the other people who think my laugh is awesome. Like my mom. <laughs> yeah. My mom disagrees um, i know there's also a bunch of people who think that they seem to not get it that we i think you know what it is i think they're still listening to the early ones oh and no. then gave up before we like have been openly saying like we know we're not fucking special our faces are two feet away from a plunger okay <laughs> but a lot of the recent like like a couple days ago reviews like you guys aren't that special stop thinking you guys are celebrities it's like we don't like what the fuck are you talking about it makes me cry laughing just thinking (laughs) that people think that about me i don't know christine's look at look at you can't look at us but uh, pretend you can because it's not great (laughs) christine's crying right now the fact that somebody thinks that i think i was Celebrity, it's like probably the funniest uh, thing ever. I actually really enjoy those uh, reviews because I'm like, wow, they must have a lot higher view of me than I do of me. I know. Which is just so backwards. Well, I never thought that we would have haters, but there's some quote where it's like, if you have a hater, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know all about that. That sounds like a Drake quote or Drake lyric or and some maybe, shit. Maybe, but 
if now that we've got haters, it's like, all right, like, I get, sure. Yeah, I mean. If you don't like my laugh, I don't fucking like it either, so I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're right. It's like, you don't have to listen to it. I have to live with it. Good <laughs> luck to you. Well, you can turn off this podcast. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is my life. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we've effectively derailed <laughs> for the first, second, and third time <laughs> Let's of hop ten, back on. <laughs> there's that damn laugh again. <laughs> no, I can't stop it. Been doing it for 25 years. It's a hard habit to crack. Ugh. All right, let's crack into it. This is Cleveland, Ohio. Boo. So. Uh, <laughs> For everyone listening, Christine's from Ohio. She doesn't just hate Ohio. <laughs> I don't like Cleveland. I'm from Cincinnati. Okay. Calm it's down. a little thing called a rivalry in. Like, I don't want people writing in being like, oh, and Christine's got this thing about Cleveland. Oh, God, they're going to hate me now. I said something about Wisconsin last week, and I like was joking because I really don't know anything about Wisconsin. And people were like, that was really rude. I was like, were they really saying yes. that? And I was like, I'm sorry, I really am. <laughs> like, I'm from Ohio. I'm not actually shit-talking Wisconsin. I have to be really careful. You got really like, I saw the anxiety happen in your face when oh, you told that story. I stopped breathing for a moment. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have anything really against Cleveland. I'm just supposed to hate Cleveland because right. I'm from Cincinnati. I'm from Virginia. I don't really know anything about anywhere else at all. Cleveland's a nice town. Continue. I think it's a universal understanding that Florida is crazy. But oh, other than that, oh, sure. Other than that, I don't think I know anything. I mean, people from Florida have been like, Florida's fucking crazy. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> if you believe it. Like, we live in California, but we can tell you California is just garbage. Oh, Southern California is also bananas, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, let's just try this. It's called the Franklin Castle. Mm. You heard about it? I have heard about it. How much do you know about it? Nothing. Cool. It's also called the... It's German. Oh, no. <laughs> Hannes Tiedemann House. So... Hannes? Hans... No, that's not Hans. Hans is with just H-A-N-S. Hannes? Is that really his name? Yeah, Hannes. You're not going to make me look like an asshole and no, say the it, wrong thing? No, I'm telling you. Okay. We'll see. We'll see you next week. Hans people... is with no E. Hannes. Oh, is it short for like Johannes? I think so, yeah. So in 1881, the house was built for him and his family. Um, soon into living there, his 15-year-old daughter, Emma, died of diabetes. Oh, no. Um, very shortly after that, his mother also died in the house. Uh-oh. We just go straight into death, by the way, in this story, like, <laughs> in case you guys didn't notice. <laughs> Nothing um, has changed in this three podcast. Three bullets and two deaths. <laughs> um, so in the next three years, mm -hmm. three more of his children all died. I'm sorry. How many did he have? Apparently a litter. Oh, no. So um, three, of, three more of his kids died. One of them who was only... 11 days old <gasps> baby so he said well okay so um, a lot of the stories i saw was that there's speculation that he was actually a killer like a murderer oh shit um that's a turn there's a suggestion that he killed all of his children <gasps> and he just made them all look like mistakes uh, um what the hell so that comes up later but so to distract his wife from the fact that all their kids were dying uh, he decided that he was going to renovate the house to make it look like a lavish mansion. Oh, to distract his wife from her dead children? Yeah, and be like, oh, look at how pretty the house is. Ooh, a chandelier. Well, there's plenty of those because he ended up ha making a 30-room mansion <gasps> with intricate carvings on the walls, gas lighting installed throughout the house because this was the 1880s. Wow. Um, 
and he added a a whole ballroom which ran the length of the entire fourth floor. So you had to go up three flights of stairs, and then you were in an entire ballroom. There was a fourth floor, first of all. Yeah, right. Second of all, it was a ballroom. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, he also had stone walls, marble fireplaces, dumb waiters, wine cellars, and hidden passageways. Oh, my God. He also added gargoyles to the front of it to make it look more like a castle. Um, these secret passageways, by the way, they also had sliding panels in the walls <sighs> to hide the entrances to get into them. So you had to, like... They were like false doors in the walls to get into these secret passages. Um, it's rumored that they were also used, that the secret um, hallways and all that, they were used for bootlegging during the Prohibition. Oh, cool. So he just had his whole little alcohol system. Yeah, sounds good to me. It sounds like something you would put in your giant house that you have now. That's what the cellar is. What? I was going to say, what goes down there? Why won't you let me see? It's called a wine cellar. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, like I was saying, it's rumored that he was a multiple time killer. Holy shit. They say not only did he kill all of his kids, not all of his kids, I think like one of them lived. Um, oh, that was nice. They say he also hung his niece, Rachel, from the rafters in the secret passageways for possibly either for sleeping around, like, and being a, like an embarrassment to the family or for being, um, mentally ill and (gasps) wanting to put her out of her misery. Oh, no. He also supposedly killed his illegitimate daughter, Karen, either also by hanging her or by an axe. Oh, no, 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 no. There's another story I saw that said that um, it may not have been him that killed her, but a boyfriend that made it look like he was the killer. What is wrong with these people? I don't know. Um, there's also a story that he might have killed another woman. Who was either his mistress, and he killed her for trying to marry another man, or leaving him for another man. Um, Or, it was either a mistress, or it was a servant in the mansion who refused his advances when he tried hitting on her. That makes me so angry. One of the two. So anyway, a lot of drama. You know how it goes. I just, like, I can't believe that back then you could just, like, get away with murdering all your kids and being like, it was an accident. I know. So then, uh... I just, like, glanced at the back of your page, and all I see is lesbian porn movies. <laughs> You're welcome for the future. I'm just like... <laughs> You're welcome for what's coming your way. I'm just, like, half hazardly, like, staring, and I'm like, <laughs> lesbian porn movies? Look over here. Look at the plunger. Look at okay. the plunger. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> even I forgot about the lesbian porn. <laughs> really bringing me back. How? <laughs> how, how could one forget? <laughs> anyway, the house later got passed through other hands. I guess, um... They ended up just leaving. They ended up not living in the mansion anymore. I mean, they didn't have any kids left. I, was like I know. Or anyone to kill. Too so many rooms. They, the house got passed through other hands and eventually got sold in 1913 to the German Socialist Party. Great. You know anything about that? Not really. Okay. They used the house for over 50 years, and supposedly it was, suppo- it was meant to just like hold meetings and parties, but it's implied that it was actually a secret club for german spies oh during world war ii i will say a german socialist party sounds like a lot of fun yeah i know or they think it was either german spies or it was german it was people in the german socialist party who wanted to like be spies like they were their own (laughs) they're just like wannabe spies like they like were trying to get their own information about what was going on it's like a clubhouse for like the people who didn't make it through spy school so. (laughs) so uh so a reason that they think it was a, um, like a spy house, whether or not it was like 
an official regulated spy house or people just trying to learn what they could. Uh, years later, a German shortwave radio was found hidden in the rafters. <gasps> Whoa. And a couple like pieces of paperwork and documents that they were trying to save was <gasps> also found. That's so cool. Um, the party also would rent out rooms of the castle to um, other boarders, so they would make it like a hostel. Yeah, I feel like... Like an Airbnb. Just <laughs> like a German socialist Airbnb. It's no big deal. I just like feel like if you're a German socialist or whatever, German spy or wannabe spy, like living in a castle in Cleveland is really like the least discreet place that you could live. Like no wonder you didn't get caught. Right. Like, like a German no wonder, spy school Airbnb. Like no one let you be a spy because you're living in a castle with like... Yeah. <laughs> hidden trap doors. Okay, go on. So um, one of the people who stayed with them was believed to be a doctor who performed quote strange experiments using human remains no thank you i mean at least they were remains i guess but no thank you i know but did he make them remains you know what I mean? oh yeah where did he get those so anyway more on that later okay um we'll be right back so do you want the the things the paranormal haunted stuff now or do you want me to get through the history and then just tell it all to you i'm just kind of like into the history right now cool so, uh, the, so there was another family that moved in after the German Socialist Party called the Romanos, mm-hmm. and they moved in in 1968. And all I'm going to say is a lot of haunted shit happened to them, and they sold the house in 1974. Ooh, wow. I'll get, to the, I'll get to the juice later. Okay. Um, so in 1974, they um, moved out. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to tell you fine ignore my wishes it's fine no i'm just gonna tell you okay i'm just gonna list some of the things the romanos had experienced and this isn't just the romanos this is um from the beginning of the house being built all the way through the romanos living okay so since the 1880s i'm ready doors would explode off their hinges (laughs) i'm sorry what (laughs) What? we just go poof and then we would just have to like rebuild the door didn't I use boof as a different sound? Yeah, you said boof last week for, I think it was also an explosion. Oh, no, it, was it was a fire. 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 You know, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Instant fire makes the sound. Okay, sure. Um, faces will stare back at you in the mirrors. What do you mean faces? Like faces will appear in the mirror and stare back at you. Okay. You know. I thought you meant like your face. I was like, well, that's what happens. <laughs> Thanks. What a dad joke. Like, <laughs> did you know a face will appear in the mirror if you look at it? <laughs> It'll it's stare. your own right i like how you're like i see you like saving that one for the future <laughs> just like storing it away. like oh yeah i'm putting it in my head for when i have kids <laughs> so uh lights freely go on and off by themselves you can hear the sounds of people dancing in the ballroom mm. you can hear babies crying in the walls no you can hear um what can you hear? Oh, you can hear murmuring voices uh, that are clearly having a conversation because there's multiple ones talking to each other, um, but you can't actually hear what they're saying. And it's an empty room, so you'll walk in and then the voices go away. Uh, mirrors fog up with no logical reason. Uh, heavy chandeliers will swing around as if they're they're weightless. They'll just like flop around. <laughs> just flop around. <laughs> I heard it. Like a fish. Like a fish. Um, a newspaper boy uh, one time knocked on the door and a voice told him to come in. And once he was inside the foyer, he saw an apparition of a woman in white who glided down the staircase and disappeared through a closed door. Well, that's terrifying. So I would stop working for the newspaper industry immediately that day. Oh, absolutely. 
I would. I blame the papers. Just like turn in my resignation <laughs> at twelve. <laughs> in uh, in the ballroom, it said that a large blood stain appeared on the marble floor even after the marble was replaced thirty years later. Oh, ew! Um, heavy marching would come from the third floor as if telling people to stay away. So at this point, the Romanos are there, and. When they feel like the spirit has basically claimed the upper floors, they tell the kids that they can no longer go up there and play. And the adults also weren't allowed to go up there without the buddy system. Oh, my God. In your own house. Um, so friends decided to take a look at the third floor because they didn't believe them. Of course. Of course. They saw a vaporous blanket of fog materialize right in front of them. And when one of the braver friends walked up to it, uh, she began to lose her eyesight. Oh, no. So one night the phone rang at midnight. Uh, this was a, a separate occasion. And Mrs. Romano's sleeping. The phone rings in the middle of the night and a child's voice on the other end says, can I sleep with you tonight? Okay. And then hangs up. Okay. About a week later, Mrs. Romano woke up next to her bed on the floor, like in the middle of the bedroom floor. She just woke up. Kind of like that listener's episode where he just woke up with a table on him. Oh, no. He She woke up in the middle of the floor screaming, and she had been screaming and didn't know it. And she, when she woke up, her voice was already going, and she couldn't move, so she's still screaming, and she can hear someone standing over her screaming with her. I My whole arm is covered in goosebumps right now. Like, mimicking her screams. Ugh. Like, what do you... Okay, so at that point, they don't tell you the rest of the story. Did she, like, just roll over and get up later and be like, well, that was a good fucking time? Or... Did, like, I, was anybody else home? Did she, she like, just black out and then wake up in her bed later? Like, is anyone, no one like, tells stop you. screaming, Mom? I'm trying to sleep? Yeah, did someone help her? Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, covers would get pulled off of people while they were sleeping. You could hear phantom organ music from the ballroom. You could hear footsteps, voices, laughter, and clinking glasses as if a party was going on upstairs. Uh, on the day, oh, you mean a German socialist party? Oh yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. On the day they moved in, the children wanted to bring cookies to the girl crying upstairs. Oh my god! And when the mom followed them upstairs, no one was there. But the kids saw her all the time, so they would always be hanging out with. Isn't that weird that siblings like would share a friend, and that friend didn't actually exist? That has got to send you to therapy later in life. Well, what about that listener's episode where the guy was like, oh, my childhood friend from recess just never came back one year. Oh, my. And they were like, and they were like, we didn't want to tell you, but that guy is not a real person. You are always talking to yourself on the playground. That was you guys, one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. If you haven't heard that, it's one of our listener episodes about Miles, the friend. We don't want to spoil anymore, but it is a great freaking story. I mean, we just told the whole story, basically, but <laughs> I mean, but you don't nothing. Go listen to our listener's episode. Oh, man. So, uh. So, yeah, on the day they moved in, and then the kids saw him all the time, or saw the girl all the time. Right. And because of that, over time, where they wouldn't give in to the fact that this girl didn't exist, Mrs. Romano consulted a Catholic priest in an effort to get an exorcism. And weirdly, here's another quote you can find about me on priests. He didn't give, he refused to perform an exorcism or bless the house. So I don't understand. Isn't that your fucking job? It, it, did he was he like oh it's not haunted or he just the was like, opposite in fact nah. because he said he declined to perform a religious cleansing however he made sure to tell the family there is a bad presence there and they need to get out immediately do they what is there like a rule that they have to do it 
Can't he like? I, he, I feel like he was just scared. I mean, can't he find another priest to do it? That's what I would think. I feel like if your whole job is to like, he was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> he just walked out. He's That'd like, be me as a as a priest. I'd be like, "Nope." That's you, like always. That's me as a reverend. That's you as every I'm time. Like, I don't think so. Every single day. He also said that one of the spirits was apparently um, Hannes, mm-hmm. Hannes's wife, uh, and she had been trying to possess Mrs. Romano in her sleep. Oh God! She also he also said that he also said that one of the ghosts that had been running up and down the halls and slamming doors in people's faces was Emma, the one who died of diabetes. Well, she's having a good time. She's having a blast. So after the priest did nothing, thanks priest. Thanks priest. The Northeast Ohio, I said it wrong last time and now it's, I now it's like how, you know how I can't say the right way for half a Zardly anymore? Yeah. I, I don't know how to say it the other way. Is it like archdiocese or something? No, it's, I'm going to say cyclical and I know it's not cyclical. Psychical? Oh, that's right. You said cyclical. And I know. And like, someone called, fuck? like, what's going on? And I kept saying cyclical. The psychical. Sure. Is that right? Psychical. Psychic. Full. Oh, yeah. Psychical. Yeah. Psychical. I, I just hear... Stupid word. It sounds like popsicle. I, well, I just hear cyclical now. Anyway, the Northeast Ohio Psychical uh-huh. Research Group performed an investigation on Franklin Castle, during which time one member is said to have run screaming from the premises. Oh, no. So, anyway... Those were all the manifestations up until now. So the Romanos sold the house in 1974 to a guy named Sam Muscatello. Okay. And uh, he was in the church, and he turned Franklin Castle into a church and gave haunted tours of it to raise money. Oh. So once during a tour, he actually had um, a film crew in, or a, a radio crew in. And the host had a tape recorder, and he felt it get pulled off his shoulder and thrown down a staircase, and everyone watched it happen. Oh, no. Another time, Muscatello was looking for the secret passages that everyone had been talking about, and in there he found a pile of human bones. Oh, my God. Behind one of the panels. So some think of the bones, some people believe that he really found them there, and it's proof that Hannes was really a murderer. Oh, no. But some people think he stashed them there to prove that they were haunted so more people would come for tours and he'd make more money. Sure. Um, what a jerk if he did that. Others... Also, where is he getting all these human bones that he stashed in the I know. That, I mean, the fact that there's human bones at all says something That's about someone. its own story. So he also still brought in Hans Holzer, mm-hmm. who was a, a paranormal investigator. He, at this time, he had actually just finished covering the Amityville house. Oh. So he was renowned. And he said during his investigation that he had made contact with a 13-year-old girl who had been killed named Karen, who oh, is... Oh, the niece? Uh... Or the no, no. illegitimate daughter. Oh, shit. So, <clears throat> he was right about that. So, then, over time, Muscatello sold the house to a guy named George. And George lived in the house by himself. And, but he had many visitors because a lot of people still wanted to give to get tours. George so he was would, a popular man. George was a good guy. And he actually didn't believe in ghosts. So he was happy to live there. Silly George. But when people would come for tours, he would ask them to write down things that they experienced in a guest book. And when he read back on them, it said um, women claimed that they felt they were being choked in the tower room, just like how that one girl had been hung or hanged. Um, Some spotted a woman in black in the tower room, which happened to be Rachel. And then there's another woman in white who happened to be Karen. 
Oh, no. um, Based on the descriptions. Right. And other people said that they felt temporarily paralyzed. Oh, no. Some people said they experienced incoherent babbling. And some said that um, they just felt really uncomfortable walking around, that someone was staring at them. Why don't... Okay, I have a question. Mm Mm-hmm. In all these stories, it's like people go to these places and they just experience like oppression and feeling like being watched and feeling like they're being choked or their hair is pulled. Why doesn't anyone feel like, oh, I feel like I just drank three glasses of champagne or like, (laughs) oh, I feel like I'm eating warm cookies. Like, why does nothing good happen? You know? I don't know. Because Santa didn't die and haunt the house, I guess. Well, I mean, they were having parties there. Why doesn't it feel like you're having like a beer with some German socialists or something? I mean, that'd be awesome. But I feel like realistically, it's like, it's whatever the last energy you felt was. Maybe. Or it's just like the more like powerful. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever emotions you had during your death, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So he uh, didn't believe in ghosts, but eventually after reading enough entries from his guest book, he was like, okay, it's haunted. And he decided to sell the house. Oh, shit. So in 1984, he sold the house to Michael DeVinco, who is actually Mickey Dean, who is um, Judy Garland's husband. Oh, wow. So he sold it and Mickey Dean spent about a million dollars restoring the house including finding original furnishings from the house from the 1880s so oh my god that's so cool a hundred year old furniture at that time he claimed to have no problems with the ghosts but he would joke around and say that it was because he was actually like maintaining the house and i guess keeping them happy and he left 10 years later he ended up selling the house not because it was haunted he just sold it Mm -hmm. so it sat there for five years by itself and in 1999 y2k Y2K. Uh, it was sold to Michelle Heimberger, okay. who was 25 and paid for it in cash at $300,000. I'm sorry, $350,000. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, doable. Sounds like our lives. Because apparently Michelle Heimberger was the founder of Yahoo. Oh, good for her, so, dude. 1999, women doing things. What a badass. She literally is a founder of Yahoo that young. I guess I didn't realize how young she was. I know. Kind of like us with this podcast. It's like casual. One like, day we'll be able to buy a $350,000, 100-year-old haunted house. Castle. Castle. In My Cleveland. <laughs> In Cleveland. Um, so she had the house for not even six months, and a vagrant lit it on fire. What? And it ended up burning down and causing almost a quarter million dollars in damages. Holy shit. And apparently for several years after that, Michelle was like getting harassed and fit for lawsuits and shit because she wasn't fixing the damages in time so she ended up just letting it kind of fall to pieces oh that's so sad in 2003 a guy named chris Millsaps bought the castle and he uh, started this campaign where he wanted to turn it into the franklin castle club where it was like an elite membership only you know sounds country club so three years later there had been no repairs and they found that all of the publicized photos that he had spread around were actually just close-ups of other buildings <gasps> where he was, like, showing, like, progress on the what building. So it was the... basically a sham. Like, he was just trying to get people's money to, like, agree to these membership fees. That's way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And so they were like, so what have you been doing in this house anyway? And they found out that he had been using it to film lesbian pornography. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. His company, a Voodoo Media Group had produced at least two lesbian porn movies that he sold online. That he made in this, like, decrepit castle in Cleveland? That was burnt down to a crisp, kind of. Yeah. So, like, Cleveland... 
Also because it was 2003, or at this point, I think it was 2005, 2006-ish, they only found out that that's what he was doing because he left a public message on MySpace. Oh, MySpace is so cool. That So he had a bulletin post. Oh, sure he did. <laughs> and it said, it was a picture of him uh, in a room that looked a lot like part of the Franklin Castle with two lesbians... Or two actresses. Excuse me. Yeah, stop. Excuse stop the labeling them. We don't God. even know. We don't even know. No, we don't know. You're right. Because a lot know. of straight men also do gay pornography and vice versa. Well, also, versa. there was a whole other category where they were, I guess, filming um, gay male porn as well. It was a whole gay pornography. Very diverse for 2006. I'll give him that. It's like a Lollapalooza of. Yeah. Lollapalooza is a music festival. <laughs> LGBT Palooza. LG. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Keep going. So he left a message on Facebook with pictures of the people on set. I'm sorry. I thought it was MySpace. What did I say? Facebook. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm living in 2017. I shouldn't. God, you should just like revert back to 2005 again. God damn it. The message he wrote on MySpace said, all the guys and girls here say hi. And of course, we miss you around the castle. Oh, shit. So that's how they caught what he was really doing. For sure, dude. Uh, as of weirdo. Or a legend. Yeah, but he's also, like, collecting people's money for... Well... Oh, okay. There, yes. What a snake. Oh, yeah. I don't mean that he made <laughs> lesbian porn. <laughs> so, as of 2012, he was... Uh, the building was now being converted into a multiple-unit property. Okay. So, it's just going to be apartments, I guess, or... Ooh, that's Bungalows cool. or something. The new owners are really serious about keeping curious people away, so they have security cameras and signs everywhere. And the only update since 2013 is that it has been on Destination America's paranormal lockdown. Cool. And it is not open to the public. Oh, I wonder. I always hear about the stories about people who live in like really old apartments in Chicago or New York. And they're just like crazy haunted because oh, yeah. they're so old and so much shit went down. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine moving in there. I would feel so uncomfortable. I'd be like, no, thank you. Also, keep in mind, they do, um, oh, the other, the only other update is that people have looked for these secret passageways and cannot find them. Oh. However, um, current owners have found mysterious, um, like, chunks of concrete on parts of the floor and in the walls. So they think that they covered it up. But they really have not found any passageways, which would pretty much make this whole story a, an urban legend. But so, who found the shortwave radio? That was just in the rafters of, like, the attic. Oh, oh, oh. So that's real. But the part where Hannes might be, like, a killer. Yeah. If that's not true, or if the passageways aren't there, then there's no bodies for them to find, which means there was no skeleton for Muscatello to find. Right, and right, right. So there's gotcha. a... If, if they can't ever find the passageways, then it's kind of believed that it's all urban legend. But a lot of people also think that maybe the passageways got burnt down in the fire... Or maybe they knock them down at a different time. Or... I mean, the pieces of concrete are already kind of fishy. I think so. Yeah. Plus, if it's on Destination America, like, it's on TV, so it's got to be real. I mean, obviously. Like... That's how the world works, right? I think so. I mean, as someone who works in TV, I know how realistic... I mean, as a writer for Nickelodeon, like, you know what's real and what's not. Yeah, I know that, like, SpongeBob is a... He's a real sponge. Yeah. Yeah. And he likes to sing. There's there's a real neighborhood in the ocean called Bikini Bottom. Mm -hmm. Ready? <clears throat> I like to think so. Ready for some blood? Yes. 
Okay, so this topic was suggested to us by Andrea via email. Hi, Andrea via email. That's her last name, via email. I thought it was all one name. Andrea via me. Mm-hmm. And, yep. That's the one. It's French. Oh. This is the story of the infamous bathtub girls. Love it. Oh, man. Sounds like one of uh, Chris Millsap's lesbian porns. <laughs> It takes place in Cleveland. On MySpace. (laughs) It was filmed for MySpace (laughs) in a castle in Cleveland. (laughs) Um, Okay. It's actually much worse and darker than that, unfortunately. Whoops. So this story actually takes place in 2003 in Ontario, Canada. Don't do that to me. You know how I love a good Canada story. In Mississauga, Ontario. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Just going to say I'm not 100% sure for all the people who might be mad at me. We're not from Canada. We don't know what's happening. We just love you fondly and wish we were there. We just blindly care about you. So in Ontario, there was this family called the Andersons. Um, It was a single mother, Linda, and her husband had left. So uh, she was parenting her two daughters, Sandra and Beth, alone. Linda herself was born April 15th, 1959. So at the time of the story in 2003, she was 44. Okay. Her daughter Sandra was 16 and her daughter Beth was 15. Unfortunately, Linda had an alcohol dependency problem. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. She also suffered from severe depression and was working two jobs to try and support her kids. So she had just a lot going on. Um, And apparently her daughters, Sandra and Beth, started to become really frustrated with their mom, specifically because they thought she was spending too much money on alcohol. Okay. Uh, They were also unhappy that their friends had better things than them, like swimming pools and clothes. Okay. So they're brats. So they were brats. And I don't know if they mean like they had better things like swimming pools and they had clothes. Or they just, like, had better clothes. It's just, like, a weird phrase. I don't think they're just naked outside of a pool wishing that they had clothes in a pool. (laughs) I think think they're separate. My friends have swimming pools and clothes. Oh, whatever. I think it's better clothes. It's like dumb kids. Not just clothes in general. So so the sisters became uh, more and more frustrated, and they hatched a plan. Did they? Unfortunately, it was not a... A good one? Mary-Kate and Ashley type plan. (laughs) Aw, man. I was thinking, like, you're invited. You're invited. (laughs) (laughs) let's switch places okay oh wait no that's Lindsay lohan parent trap never mind okay uh why don't you take a guess of what they did uh they take away all of the alcohol (laughs) that would have been i don't know much more mature (laughs) what did they do did they i'm gonna get it wrong they started googling ways to kill their mother Police okay. later found 14,000 hits on their computer's hard drive for the... 14,000? For the keyword drowning. Oh, they really... They must have really wanted a pool. <laughs> they, they must have, like, not known how to Google if they had to search 14,000 times for one keyword. Things I love I haven't looked up 14,000 times. Hell no. And then there were also searches for codeine and bathtub. It, you know, I, I feel like if I were to kill someone, if the cops were to look at my internet research first if i were like if i didn't know how to like erase it and everything right you know in a dream world where i'm a, a crazed killer apparently <laughs> i would like want to know how to delete things but if the cops saw it i would imagine it would just be like frantic research on every possible way to do it to someone because i would want to know the best answer but i guess they really committed to drowning before they even went onto the internet that's what it seems like it's like if they searched that fourteen thousand times did they have time to search for like they that took heart 
Yeah, but for really like wanted it. drug overdose or like falling off a roof. Like, no, it was just drowning from day one. Yeah. So, drowning, codeine, bathtub. Bad combo. Basically, they believed that if they killed their mother, uh, they would get the insurance money and they could get the things that their friends had, like swimming pools and clothes. Oh, right. Okay. They actually had specific plans that they wanted to use the money for. Do you have a guess of, like, what maybe they wanted to buy? Besides a pool and nice clothes? Yeah. Um, are they, like, things I could actually probably answer? Because I would think a 16-year-old wants a car. No, actually, no cars. A cell phone. I don't know. They wanted to go on a trip to Europe with their friends. Okay. They also wanted to purchase a large house with a backyard filled with flowers. Okay. I want this one with flowers, please. Yeah, it's not going to have, like, <laughs> gravel. I don't, know okay. what, I don't know what the fuck else you put in your backyard. A dog. They just needed it to have flowers. You wouldn't think they'd want a dog or anything. No, right? Like, you'd think, like, oh, a, a convertible on a dog, but, like... A dog to fit in my convertible. Oh, sure. In my flower yard. And they also wanted a marijuana farm. Oh, well. That's where That's the 14-year-old talking, for sure. There it is. Um, so then they tried to settle on a way to kill their mother, and in the end they chose to drown her, as we've already suspected. Right. Because they would believe, or because they believed it would be fast and unspectacular. Huh. Ugh. That's just so sick. Kind of weird. I guess that, like, without even them, but, like, before the murder, they're even telling you that they have no remorse. It's like, I don't even want it to be interesting. Yeah. They're just like, eh, whatever's like, fastest. Let's just get it done. I just want my marijuana farm right um then they told three of their friends who apparently encouraged them and laughed at the idea of them murdering linda oh my god uh not one of them was like maybe i should like tell my parents or a teacher or something whatever um this is where it gets hairy <sighs> yeah and sad uh, after months of planning on January 18, 2003, around lunchtime, Sandra and Beth started to give their mother liquor in order to get her drunk. Aww. They wanted to get her drunk so that she could not resist their attack. They also gave her six Tylenol-3 tablets, which um, is Tylenol, like acetaminophen with codeine in it. So it's like the extra strong um, because they wanted to slow down her heartbeat. Um, while they waited for the drugs to kick in, they decided to go online and talk to their friends who knew that this was happening. So they were messaging with their friends. Oh, no. And one of their friends ended the conversation with the phrase, well, good luck, wear gloves. Oh. Oh, my God. So the friends, like, knew this was happening while it was happening. Um, so Sandra and Beth filled the bathtub with water, then told their mom, like, oh, come take a bath. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, like, somewhat sedated. So they led her to the bath, but she had trouble getting in because of the booze and pills, obviously. So Sandra and Beth put gloves, latex gloves on, um, helped their mom into the bath, and then started to give her a massage. And they were like, oh, have a nice warm bath. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a few minutes later, Sandra told her mother to turn around on her stomach because she wanted to scrub her back and give her a back massage. She held her mother's head down underwater for four minutes and didn't let go. Um, and after four minutes, when she released her mother's head, She's Linda dead. was dead. Yeah. Um, and then she and Beth decided to go meet their friends at a nearby uh, Jack Astor's Bar and Grill. Okay. To celebrate their victory and to create an alibi for themselves. So this was all planned out for months. 
Um, and these were the friends that knew this was happening. Mm-hmm. And they met there to help give them an alibi, essentially. Mm. Uh, that night, they got home and called 911 and told authorities that they found their mother dead in the bathtub when they got home. Um, the operator was giving the girls instructions to do CPR, but the girls refused to cooperate. They wouldn't even take their mother out of the water, even though the operator was pleading with them, like, take your mom out, mm-hmm. get her out of the water. And they were like, we can't resuscitate her. Um, and they were sobbing and sobbing and crying um, and told the operator they couldn't resuscitate their mom. So when police arrived, uh, they believed Sandra and Beth's story. They determined that Linda's cause of death was drowning and they found a lot of alcohol and, mm-hmm. you know, codeine and acetaminophen in her system. So the girls got $133,000 in their insurance payout. Um, and for a year, they were in the clear. They mm-hmm. got away with it. But Sandra would go to parties and brag about the murder to people. Um, and there was a guy, I guess, who was into her at one party, and she insinuated that her mother's death was not an accident. Mm. So he got super weirded out and told the police. And the police gave him a car that was wired with audio and video recording devices. Wow, nice. I know. And um, they caught Sandra and Beth describing how they killed their mother. So they were obviously arrested, tried, and sentenced. um, But they were only sentenced to the max amount of time allowed for kids their age um, who commit first-degree murder in Canada, which is 10 years. And they were out on parole after four years. Um, And since both of them were under the age of 18 at the time of the murder, under Canadian law, their identities were protected. So Sandra and Beth aren't even their real names. Oh, that sucks. Yep. So their identities are never going to be released. Um, There was this Toronto Star reporter named Bob Mitchell who actually wrote a book about this it was called uh, it's called the class project how to kill a mother the true story of canada's infamous bathtub girls and um he actually i read an article in the toronto star where he talked about the friends and like their accounts and Mm -hmm. how like either they were too scared to go to the police because they thought they were going to be implicated or you know one girl who was like oh i don't know i just didn't they like didn't care or whatever like the the friend's point of view and like why they didn't stop them or anything yeah like tell their parents or anything like that um so bob mitchell's book actually was the basis of an indie film that came out a few years ago called perfect sisters which starred um abigail breslin and georgie henley Hmm. and the movie got a lot of criticism and was not why rated well because um including from bob mitchell that author himself because it portrayed the girls as much more innocent than Mm. they were in real life and according to critics it's it was to get you know um the audience invested by making the girls more heroes than they were because in the movie you know the mom was you know an alcoholic and they lived in this abusive household and they were just trying to protect themselves when in reality they spent months Right, like planning this whole thing. Yeah, and it was a lot more fucked up than it was presented in the film. Um, Mitchell, who was the author of the book, he criticized the movie, um, and he said the main reason for the murder was getting their mom's insurance policy. Um, he said he remembered the day in court, because he, he actually reported the whole case uh, for the Toronto Star. He said he recalled the day in court when autopsy photos were displayed and the sisters were giggling. Oh, no. 
So he said also much more planning went into the murder than the film shows. Um, And one of the girls' biggest concerns in the immediate aftermath was that they wouldn't be able to party for a few weeks because they had to seem sad. Oh, cry me a river. Yeah. So after release, they were released after four years, um, Sandra was accepted to the University of Waterloo with a $2,000 scholarship. Beth traveled to Ottawa with the intention of applying to university and studying law. I don't even... No comment. No comment. Except, of course. (sighs) And of course they get away with it because they don't actually have to use their real names. Yeah, so they can just live a normal life. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You could be in class with someone or hanging out with someone and have no idea that they actually... Their names legally secret and... They murdered their mother. Yeah. By holding her head down in a bathtub. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. At 16, it's not like they were five and didn't know how to... Yeah. They had brains. So, it's... Apparently, they were, like, a couple of the reports that Bob Mitchell wrote about the friends and, um, like, their accounts said that the girls seemed to regret it and Sandra seemed to regret it, but only because she found, like, apparently she found a stash of money that her mom had been saving for their college education and stuff like that. But it wasn't, he said it wasn't that she was sad morally or, like... Mm -hmm. She just was like, oh, I fucked up, but not, oh, my mom's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she also apparently said it was really hard to hold her head down for that long. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was. She's, poor thing. She said it was hard physically, but not emotionally. So it's just like, what the fuck? But anyway, so that's the story of the bathtub girls. Yeah, that's not as sexy as I had <laughs> implied it might be. It's not the MySpace lesbian porno that you expected. No. <laughs> but... I do have for you hmm. a geohoroscope. I was just thinking about those this week. And I was like, we have not done a geohoroscope. That is like the most touch and go thing we've ever guaranteed people. A hundred percent. Since my milkshake facts. Because we <laughs> came up with, oh, since the milkshake, remember that? Because uh, we came up with the idea and we were like, great, we're going to do that from now on. And then we just like did it one more time. But yeah. I have one for you today. Okay. <sighs> okay. Geo, today your horoscope is as follows. Okay. Also, to all you Scorpios, we're providing you an extra service by reading you your horoscope also. Yes, of course. So. You and Geo all share the same horoscope. He's the... People give me a lot of shit because I say I don't like Scorpios, and I agree, and I don't know what is wrong with me for liking Geo so much, but I will say, Geo and I really hated each other at first, and I didn't even know his sign. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, true or false, Christine, one day I looked at you and I was like, he's being such a fucking Scorpio right now. <laughs> and Christine was like he's actually a Scorpio. And I was like, no, it's like, that makes sense. That's why we hate each other. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. All right. Well, here you go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gio, just say no to that loaded bacon cheeseburger. Oh. Even if it is grass fed. Gio. Today's full moon in Aries and your salubrious sixth house sounds the call for healthier living. Baby G. Deprivation isn't the answer, but a short-term detox from inflammation-inducing foods like red meat, dairy, wheat, and sugar will keep your body humming like a finely tuned machine. But they're all Baby G's favorites. (laughs) If you can't cut them out, crowd them out with more clean, green fare. With a new season afoot, swap your kale salads for warming options like roasted veggies and carrot ginger soup. Wait, is this like a fucking like... Baby G. He would spit all over that. He'd be like, I don't think so. Can you imagine if we got to give him a bacon cheeseburger? 
Can you imagine he if would I... lose his fucking mind? His favorite foods are cheese, red meat, bacon, and bread. <laughs> Can you imagine if I like made him carrot ginger soup? He would look at you and be like, I'd rather die. Thank you. <laughs> I would be the most LA dog owner of all time. <laughs> I would come over and I'd be like, I got a text from Gio being like, help, SOS. My mom's feeding me ginger kale. I'm eating like frozen Trader Joe's burritos and making my dog like shave ginger <laughs> soup. <laughs> that is the ultimate dog mom eating like garbage so your yeah. dog can eat like royalty. Also, anyway. hang on. What episode is this? 36. And that comes out on the 7th. Or on the 8th. The 9th. Yeah, no, sorry. The 8th. The 8th. The 8th. And this is the 37th episode? 36th. 36th. Okay, so 37, 38, 39. Do you want to hear something amazing? What? Our 40th episode? Yeah. Comes out on G's br- little B day. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Are you kidding? Little baby Geo. His birthday's on a Sunday? <gasps> Holy shit. Number 40 comes out on Geo's birthday? Baby G. Oh my god. Aww. It's also the week after Halloween, so we're going to have a busy fucking week. Guys, get ready. Oh, that's going to be such a good episode for Baby G. We should do dog stories. No, we shouldn't do dog stories. No, because they're all just scary that, They and would depressing. be so sad. No. I lied. No, no. We should do cat stories. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Bob. Ugh. Okay. Baby G. Itty bitty baby. Okay. Uh, you guys, thanks for listening. Um, again, be at our live thing. So it's, quote, today. It's today, October 8th. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Hopefully you're listening to this beforehand because it would suck if you listen to this at night after it's already happened. On Monday the 9th, yeah. Whoops. Oopsies. Um, We can't wait to see you there. And uh, other than that, check us out online. Uh, Yeah. Do you want me to do the spiel? Uh Uh-huh. You're good at it. You do it every week. Ah, it's the one thing I do right and prepared. No. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ATWWD podcast. We have our Patreon, ATWWD podcast. We have our email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send your listener stories. You do them every month on the first. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our website, and that's why we drink.com. We have our merch store, and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. God, there's a lot. We got a lot going on. Also, we're planning Halloween stuff, so just... We are planning Halloween stuff. Get yourself ready. And that's why why we we drink. drink. That was beautiful.